the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. God expects us to keep our oaths. God expects us to keep our agreements that we've made with other people. Even if the circumstances change, even if the details change, even if a better offer comes along, we should keep our oath. We should keep our agreements that we've made. Whether that's in, in business or in a personal relationship with someone or with an employer, an employee, whatever it may be, we should follow through. Can people trust your word? Do you keep the agreements that you've made? Today, Pastor Dan continues in this study of Ezekiel by pointing out that God wants his people to stick to their word. Unlike Zedekiah, who broke his oath to the king of Babylon, he wants you to follow through on the things you'll say you'll do. Pastor Dan explains that your yes should mean yes, even if something better comes along. Even if something better comes along later. Whether it's in business or relationships, people should be able to count on you to follow through. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Ezekiel chapter 17 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. Since he despised the oath by breaking the covenant and in fact gave his hand and still did all these things, he shall not escape. God declares here of Zedekiah, he says, in the midst of Babylon, he shall die. Speaking of Zedekiah, he says, nor will Pharaoh with his mighty army and great company do anything in the war. Whatever promises Egypt made to Zedekiah, Egypt is not going to deliver. Egypt is not going to come through for Zedekiah. There'll be no help at all. Zedekiah will die in Babylon. If you remember the story of Zedekiah, when he was captured by the Babylonians before the Babylonians carried him off to Babylon. You remember uh, Nebuchadnezzar, killed his, his sons in front of his eyes and then gouged out Zedekiah's eyes so that the last thing he saw was the brutal death of his own children. And then he was carried off to Babylon. Uh, and we're told in Jeremiah chapter 52, verse 11, that Zedekiah remained in Babylon until his death. I want you to see here what the Lord says in verse 19. Therefore, thus says the Lord God, As I live, notice what he says, surely my oath, which he despised, and my covenant, which he broke, I will recompense on his own head. I will spread my net over him, and he shall be taken in my snare, 
I will bring him to Babylon and try him there for the treason which he committed against me. All his fugitives with all his troops shall fall by the sword, and those who remain shall be scattered to every wind, and you shall know that I, the Lord, have spoken. Now I want you to see here what he says about Zedekiah in verse 19. God says Zedekiah despised my oath and my covenant he broke. He says that Zedekiah is guilty of treason against the Lord. Now, as I said earlier, when the Babylonians would conquer a nation and they would install a a vassal king, they would require that, that vassal king or that puppet king to swear allegiance to Babylon, to make an oath, swearing allegiance to Babylon And the Babylonians required that they would make that oath in the name of their own God. In this case, Yahweh. Jehovah. So Zedekiah, when he became king, he made an oath to Babylon. He swore his allegiance to them in the name of the Lord Yahweh. And we see this over in 2 Chronicles. I want you to turn there so you can see it in your own Bible. 2 Chronicles chapter 36, beginning in verse 11 It says, Zedekiah was 21 years old when he became king. Remember, Nebuchadnezzar installs him as king. He was 21 years old when he became king. And he reigned for 11 years in Jerusalem. He did evil in the sight of the Lord his God. And he did not humble himself before Jeremiah the prophet, who spoke from the mouth of of the Lord, verse 13, and he also rebelled against King Nebuchadnezzar, who had made him swear an oath by God, but he stiffened his neck and he hardened his heart against turning to the Lord God of Israel. So here here we're told that Zedekiah made an oath to Nebuchadnezzar, this is what the Babylonians made any of their puppet kings, all of their puppet kings do. They had to make an oath, they had to swear allegiance, and they had to make the oath by their own God. And that's what Zedekiah did. And what's important for us, going back now to Ezekiel 17, is we see, and this is the important part, God expected Zedekiah to keep that oath. God expected Zedekiah to keep that oath. Even though Zedekiah made this promise to a pagan king, to a non-believer, even though Zedekiah made the oath under very unusual circumstances, under duress, uh, and Zedekiah could argue, hey, you know, what choice did I have? It was Nebuchadnezzar in the Babylonian army. He told me to make an oath to my God. You know, what else was I supposed to say? Uh, Zedekiah could say, hey, I was, I was 21 years old. I mean, come on. It was barely legal. I mean, you can't really hold me to, to an oath I made when I was 21 under duress. Even though when he made this oath, he didn't know that, uh, that, that Egypt was going to offer help. And his circumstances changed. He could say, hey, when I made that oath, 
I didn't know the Egyptians were going to offer to help us out. If I would have known that, I wouldn't have made the oath. The circumstances change. The details change. You can't, you can't hold me obligated to this oath that I made when I was 21, you know, under, under difficult, stressful circumstances, when I didn't know that things would change over time and that the Egyptians would offer their help. There's a lot of things he could say to make an excuse for why he broke this oath, but God expected him to keep the oath. God wanted him to go through with it and keep it. He says again in in chapter 17, my oath that you despised, my covenant you broke. He says you're guilty of treason. I think there's a very valuable application for us in this. God expects us to keep our oaths. God expects us to keep our agreements that we've made with other people. Even if the circumstances change, even if the details change, even if a better offer comes along, we should keep our oath. We should keep our agreements that we've made. Whether that's in in business or in a personal relationship with someone or with an employer, an employee, whatever it may be, we should follow through. Even if the world says, you know, you don't really have to keep that agreement. And the world can, can justify breaking that oath. And the world can say, yeah, you were, you were just 21. You were a kid. Or hey, he was, he's a non-believer. Or hey, you were under duress. You didn't have all the details. Things have changed now. They can't hold you to that. Circumstances are different. You shouldn't be obligated to keep that agreement now that all these other things have come into play. That's not reasonable. The world can give you all kinds of justification. But the Lord, the Lord wants us to follow through on the agreements that we've made. And and here we see that the Lord is going to repay Zedekiah for breaking this oath that he made in the name of the Lord to Nebuchadnezzar, this Babylonian king. He wants us to keep our oaths. He wants us to keep our agreements. You know, Numbers chapter 30, verse 2, it says, If a man makes a vow to the Lord or swears an oath to bind himself by some agreement, he shall not break his word. He shall do according to all that proceeds out of his mouth. Don't break your word. Isn't it amazing? I mean, I don't know if you think about this kind of stuff, but isn't it amazing that God has to put stuff like that in his, in his Bible? Like, he has to tell us, hey, keep your word. If you make an agreement with someone, keep the agreement. If you make an oath, if you say you're going to do something, do it. It's amazing that God has to say that to us, but he knows us so well. And he knows that we will try to wiggle our way out of something that we've committed to if we feel like a better offer has come along or we don't really want to keep that agreement anymore. So he puts it in writing. <laughs> you know, Jesus said, let your yes be yes and your no mean no. So I think that's a lesson for us that we see here with Zedekiah is that we should be people of our word. Now, obviously, sometimes there is very, very extenuating circumstances. I understand that. But otherwise, we should just be people of our word. 
We say we're going to do something, we should do it. E- even, again, even if circumstances do change and we really don't want to do it, we should do it because we've said we would do it. And so we should just do it. You know, a few years back, actually for many years, we were looking for a building uh, for the church to lease. Uh, and you know what I learned in that process of looking for a building for the church to lease? I learned that churches have a very bad reputation in our community. We'll return to Pastor Dan's message in just a moment. First, Pastor Dan would like to tell you about the new Calvary Chapel Ellicott City app. We recently launched an app for our church and we're really excited about it. It's designed to keep you connected to our radio ministry, Ring of Truth, as well as to our church, Calvary Chapel. And get this, we have over 1,200 sermons on the app. The app is super convenient, it's easy to use, and allows you to listen to Bible studies anytime, anywhere. So download the app right now, search for Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City in your app store, or just follow the links on our website at calvaryec.com. What a great way to stay connected to Scripture. Now, back to today's message on Ring of Truth. Most people don't want to lease to a church because they've been burned by churches in the past of churches entering into a lease and then not paying what they said they would pay, not keeping their agreement. And I had multiple owners who would not even entertain an offer from us because we were a church. And I, I, had, I remember one owner saying to me, uh, he said, I had to evict a church. And it's, it's really bad for you as an owner to have to kick a, a church out of the building because they're not paying their rent. So a lot, of, a lot of owners wouldn't even talk to us, wouldn't even look, you know, it didn't matter if we had money or good financial records or anything. We don't deal with churches because we've been burned by churches. Churches have a bad reputation here because churches aren't keeping their word in the community. We should keep our promises. We should keep our agreements. And the reason is because God's reputation is affected by that. And that's what it is with Zedekiah. You know, the Lord basically is saying of Zedekiah, you made an oath in my name. It doesn't really matter what the circumstances are, who you made it with. You made an oath in my name. You, you brought me into it. And so now you're representing me and my reputation, and so you need to keep that oath. That's true for us as well. So now we come to verse 22 in the last few verses of this chapter, uh, which are just filled with so much hope. Uh, here, verse 22, thus says the Lord God, I will take also one of the highest branches of the high cedar and set it out. And I will crop off from the topmost of its young twigs a tender one, a small tender branch. And I will plant it on a high and prominent mountain. On the mountain height of Israel, I will plant it. And it will bring forth bows and bear fruit and be a majestic cedar. So he's going to take a a small tender branch from the one cedar. He's going to plant it in Israel and it's going to grow into a majestic cedar. Under it will dwell the birds of every sort in the shadow of its branches they will dwell, and all the trees of the field shall know that I, the Lord, have brought down the high tree 
And I have exalted the low tree. I've dried up the green tree and made the dry tree flourish. I, the Lord, have spoken and I have done it. So he returns now to this image of the parable. And God promises he's going to take a tender branch from the cedar tree, which represents the dynasty of David. He's going to take a tender branch from David's line, and he's going to plant it. He's going to plant it on a high and prominent mountain in Israel, Mount Zion, in Jerusalem. And this, of course, is speaking of the Messiah. The tender one who will come from the cedar tree, from the house of David, who will be planted in Israel, it says. Speaking of the Messiah, Jesus Christ. We see this imagery used for the Messiah in several places in the Old Testament. I'll read a few to you. Isaiah chapter 11, verse 1. There shall come forth a rod or branch from the stump of Jesse. Remember, Jesse was David's father. And a branch shall grow out of his root. And the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. But here we're told there's going to grow this branch out of the root, out of the stump of Jesse. Jesse's going to be cut off. He's cut off. Jehoiachin is cut off. The kingdom, the line of David is cut off. But there's going to be this shoot this branch, this tender branch that's going to grow out of the stump and out of the root of Jesse. Speaking of the Messiah. We see also in uh, Jeremiah uh, chapter 23, verse 5. Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, that I will raise to David a branch of righteousness. A king shall reign and prosper and execute judgment and righteousness in the earth. In his days, Judah will be saved, and Israel will dwell safely. Now this is his name by which he will be called the Lord our righteousness. There again, the promise that God will raise to David a branch, a branch of righteousness. Uh, In Zechariah chapter 6, verse 12, Then speak to him, saying, Thus says the Lord of hosts, saying, Behold, the man whose name is the branch, for from his place he shall branch out, and he shall build the temple of the Lord. Yes, he shall build the temple of the Lord. He shall bear the glory. He shall sit and rule on his throne. So he shall be a priest on his throne, and the council of peace shall be between them Both. So he's the branch, the man whose name is the branch, and he shall build the temple, the temple of the Lord. He shall bear the glory of the Lord. He shall sit and rule on his throne. So he's a king, but he's also a priest, for he shall be a priest on his throne. Priests don't sit on thrones. There were no seats in the temple. The priests never sat down in the temple. They weren't supposed to sit down in the temple. There's always work to do. There's always sacrifices to make because people are always sinning. So there's always a sacrifice to make. But here we see this priest who is also a king who is called the branch 
and he's a man, and he's going to build the temple, and he's going to bear the glory of God, and the council of peace shall, shall be between them both, speaking of Jesus Christ, the Messiah. In Revelation chapter 22, verse 16, Jesus is, describes himself as the root and offspring of David. He's both the root and offspring of David. So here, if you look now in verse 23, God's going to take this tender branch off of the cedar tree from the line of David. He's going to plant it on a high mountain, a prominent mountain, Mount Zion in Jerusalem. On the mountain height of Israel, I will plant it. It will bring forth bows and bear fruit and be a majestic cedar. And then it says, and under it will dwell birds of every sort. In the shadow of its branches, they will dwell. People from every tribe, tongue, and nation. Birds of every sort. Birds of every sort take refuge in Jesus Christ for salvation. And that's what we see pictured here. And all the trees of the field, all the trees of the field, all the kingdoms of the earth, all the nations shall know that I, the Lord, have brought down the high tree and exalted the low tree. Right? He's going to bring down the mountains. He's going to raise the valleys. He's going to make the rough places smooth. You know, there's, so, there's so much talk right now in our world about inequality. And when Jesus comes, He's going to lower some. He's going to raise others. He's the one that will do it. In His kingdom. And all the nations of the world, all the trees of the field, shall know that I, the Lord, have brought down the high trees and exalted the low trees. He's dried up the green trees. He's made the dry trees flourish. He will be sovereign. And He will be righteous. And He will be just. And there will be equity on the earth when the Lord Jesus Christ is reigning as King of Kings and Lord of Lords over all the earth. That's what we're looking for. That's what the world's looking for. They're looking for Jesus. You, you hear some of those words in the news? Those words are just, those, they're talking about the kingdom of Jesus Christ. That's what they're looking for. Where there's righteousness and justice and an equity in all of the earth. That's the kingdom age. They don't even know it. You know, we pray. Jesus taught his disciples to pray. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's what we're praying for. We're praying for this. When your kingdom comes grows into this mighty cedar and birds of every sort take refuge there in his kingdom he asked me how I know and I say it brings truer than the finest 
We're so glad you tuned in to hear today's edition of Ring of Truth as we continue our verse-by-verse study through the book of Ezekiel together. If you'd like to hear this message again or more from Pastor Dan, feel free to visit our website at calvaryec.com. You can listen to and download a wide range of previous broadcasts or simply subscribe to our podcast. Sometimes life can get busy, and when it gets busy, it can be hard to find the time to dig deeper into the Bible for ourselves. At Ring of Truth, we've tried to make it a bit easier for you. Our podcasts provide you with up-to-date teachings through the Bible and can be taken with you wherever you go. This way, you'll have encouragement from God's Word throughout the day. You'll find a link to subscribe to our podcast at our website, calvaryec.com, or just search for Ring of Truth in iTunes. We'd love to hear how Ring of Truth has had an impact on your life. So please let us know by giving us a call at 410-491-4592. That number again is 410-491-4592. We'd also love to be praying for you. So when you call, feel free to share any prayer requests that are on your heart, and we'd be happy to pray with and for you. Well, that's all we have time for today. Join us next time as Pastor Dan continues teaching verse by verse, chapter by chapter, through the book of Ezekiel, right here on Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that crack. It's true.